Are you an athlete who has big aspirations but struggling to keep an intense and persistent workout routine? Well, look no further. TurfWorkout.com brings the intensity that is designed for increasing footwork, explosivity, transitional running, strength, speed, and core all to you virtually. Designed by Dale Greenwald, CSCS strength and conditioning specialist who has trained athletes at the pro, college, and high school levels, TurfWorkout.com brings you weekly workout plans sent each week to guide athletes at all levels with each video being demonstrated by a Division One athlete. For the low price of $20, you can start your first workout with Turf and for an additional $10, receive weekly workouts designed by Coach Greenwald himself. So, if you're an athlete in need of a consistent and intense workout to improve your game during these difficult times, you must check out TurfWorkout.com. All right, what's going on, everybody? Back at you with another episode of Quarantine Football. Like always, I'm your co-host, Ryan, with you guys today, sitting down, talking NFL football, and we got the whole gang with us today. We got Nate, we got Dorian, we got me, we got the whole trio, everyone. Uh, how you guys doing today? Yeah, you know, uh, I'm doing pretty well today. Uh, excited to be here with both of you guys to talk some football. Of course, you know, this is a kind of classic Quarantine Football kind of episode. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just really excited. Hey, I'm excited too, you know, pretty rare for us three to be on an episode. So, you know, this is going to be fun. Yeah, I mean, you know, I want to let the listeners and, uh, you know, viewers know now that we have a YouTube channel, uh, most of the time now for NFL episodes, it's going to be us three, you know, more more opinions, more uh, more content and uh, better football talk, all that good stuff. So uh, today, our topic of the day is uh, most underrated and overrated players of all time. And now while making this list, I don't know if you guys can say the same, but my underrated guys were a lot of guys still in the league, but a lot of my overrated guys were kind of like guys that, that aren't in the league anymore. I, I think I got one guy on my list who's uh, still in the league that I think is that I think when I say his name, you guys will definitely agree with, but I, I don't know. I don't know if you guys had that, uh, that pattern in your list. Yeah. I mean, I think that's just kind of a, that's a bias that we've addressed in the past. Uh, like we've talked about before, we've done like list type of episodes that obviously we're going to have a bias towards people who we grew up watching uh, and people who, you know, even in our era, it's like a more inflated stats kind of era. And because we come from a background of like kind of like statistical kind of stuff when we're looking at uh, NFL history, uh, we mostly look through a statistical lens. Often those people from recently are going to look better and that's where we're going to put them on our list uh, because there's really not much that we can do other than that at this point. So uh, if we do have a bias towards those kind of players, that's kind of why. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just that you said it best, uh, Dorian. I don't know if your, your list is the same as ours. Yeah, I mean, mine was pretty similar. I do for my underrated list. I do have a couple guys. I don't think it's going to surprise you at all who they are, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, you know, this can be uh, really, really different. I, uh, Nate and I were discussing before recording. We got one guy on our uh, overrated list that, you know, I'll just hop right into it uh, right off the bat. We got Bo Jackson on uh, our overrated list. Uh, Dorian, I, I'm not sure if you have him on your list also. I do have him on my list. Yeah, I mean, you know, Nate, uh, you being a Raiders fan, man, why don't you, uh, why don't you explain why, uh, why pretty much all three of us have Bo Jackson on that list? Yeah, listen, like it hurts me to say this as a Raiders fan. You know, my dad grew up watching Bo Jackson, loved watching him play. And I know that he's a highlight kind of player. Like he had some crazy plays, some iconic moments, some really cool stories from some of his teammates about what he was able to do on the field. Uh, but the reality is that the guys that, the guys that he's compared to at running back, 
they have a lot more production than he does. He was only in the NFL for about five years, if I'm not mistaken. Never put up a thousand yards rushing in a year. Um, he had good yards per carry numbers, but like nothing that would really propel him into like greatest running backs of all time category. So if you're talking about him in terms of an athlete, obviously he's way up there. But uh, just for football purposes and as a running back, uh, he has. I don't think he has any place on any of those like top ten, top fifteen, top twenty type oh, of lists. No, definitely not. In if someone had Bo Jackson in their top fifteen running backs of all time, I would call them an idiot. Put it that way. He should not be in top fifteen running backs of all time. I for top ten athletes in general, though, he's definitely top ten for that. As like athletic wise, I just remember that one play in the MLB when he ran up the wall to uh, rob that uh, home run, that was just crazy, you know, watching that. Uh, as a middle schooler, I didn't even, like, know about that yet. And then first seeing that, it was absolutely insane. But, you know, Bo Jackson, just, like, in terms of statistics, like, I agree with you completely. He just – he shouldn't – he's very overrated for what people think. You know, he's got all those crazy Madden cards that everyone's always, like, trying to pull in the packs. But, you know, outside of that, really, just, like, he just wasn't very good in the NFL. Like you said it best, uh, Dorian, you got anything, uh, you got anything you want to say about uh, Bo Jackson, man? No, I was just going to say, uh, you know, the same, same thing. Like you said, we see the Madden cards and, you know, he's so hyped up in Madden, you know, they have the quarterback uh, card that they throw out every couple of years, Bo Jackson. And like, I mean, for, for me, he, he's just like, like you guys said, he's, he's a top 10 athlete of all time, incredibly fast, but you know, like, just, just not, just not in the top ten, top fifteen running backs of all time. Yeah, no, I mean, top, maybe top fifty. You know, statistically wise, I'd put him in the top fifty. But you know, it's who would you think? Who would you guys think is like a comparable, like, I guess player like with Bo Jackson that like was in the NFL? Like, I'm trying to think of someone. It reminds was, me of a. It's like Jamal Charles. I mean, I love Jamal Charles, but Jamal Charles was not in the NFL for very long. Uh, I mean, he was, but like he wasn't effective for very long. Enough. Yeah, he he ended his, his career ended pretty early because of injuries. But he was, I mean, he was amazing when he was in the NFL. He had a lot of highlight plays. You would constantly see him on the weekly highlights of like all the NFL's like posts and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, you look up his highlights on YouTube; they're insane. They're like his speed was ridiculous. He was super elusive. Uh, but at the end of the day, he doesn't make those all time lists because he wasn't in the NFL for very long. He wasn't able to avoid injury very well. Uh, and it's unfortunate, but yeah, he, I'd say that's a good comparison there. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not like this is kind of premature, but someone I compare him to like right now in the NFL would be like, not athlete wise, but like NFL career wise would be Todd, Todd, Todd Gurley. Yeah. Todd yeah. Gurley. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Todd Gurley had that one insane year. And then injuries have always, I feel like, set him back. You know, he's has incredible, incredible potential. He showed it on the Rams, but I don't know how long Todd Gurley's going to be in the league. And you know, if I pretty much if I had to compare him to anyone in the league right now, it'd be Todd Gurley. Yeah, and I I would like to bring it back to like the kind of like Bo Jackson era kind of thing. Uh, I think that someone that he actually played next to and someone that he played with is definitely deserving a spot on the underrated list here. And now you're going to say me, Mark. Marcus it Allen. Is. It's Marcus Allen. It's Marcus Allen. I have, him on my, I have him on my overrated list. That's ridiculous. That's absurd. <laughs> Marcus Allen is not overrated. He put right, up, hold on. I'll back up the stats. You continue. Okay. He had over 2,000 scrimmage yard, yards almost in back-to-back seasons. He had like 1,900 scrimmage yards in one year and then over 2,000 in the next year. Two-time first-team All-Pro, six-time Pro Bowler. He was in the NFL for over 15 years. 
he had a ridiculous Super Bowl. I think he won two Super Bowls, honestly. Uh, and he had a ridiculous run in the Super Bowl that basically won the Raiders the game in the Super Bowl, where he, I don't know if you guys know the play, where he caught a pitch and then he turned back the other way, ran around the line of scrimmage, and then ran all the way for the touchdown. I mean, like, in terms of, like, career longevity, effectiveness, he, he wasn't even, like, the number one guy on some of those teams, but he still put up ridiculous numbers in some of those seasons. And, uh, yeah, I would say that he's underrated and underappreciated in NFL history. I don't know, man. I got to I gotta, I gotta say nah, just because I'm looking at the stats right now. I was looking at some lists uh, as well, trying to format my list as well, you know, get some outside opinions. And this one site is really, really eye-popping stat. He only averaged 55 rushing yards per game. And I know you said, you know, he wasn't the starting running back every year. But in his final 12 years, he only had 900 rushing yards. He never, he never surpassed 900 rushing yards. So it's like, I don't know why people, if you have him as a top 10 running back of all time, I just can't agree because he doesn't have the, like, yes, he has like the longevity, but like, he just never had, I feel like he had eye popping plays, but never like, he had like one or two eye popping seasons. He only led the league once in, uh, in rushing yards, but he just never had, he just never had like consistent years. Like he didn't go like five years straight with over 1k yards that he never, he just never like really set himself apart. I feel like from, other elite running backs and there are other guys with better stats than him that I'd put over Marcus Allen. So that's just why I have him as my, as an overrated player, uh, Dorian, I want to see, uh, you know, which, which side you're going with. I mean, I'm think I'm going to have to side with Nate on this one. You know, uh, Mark, Marcus Allen. I mean, like, like he said, he wasn't a starter and was still able to put up in like over 12,000 yards and 123 touchdowns. Like that's insane. And He's, you're not a starting running back. Yeah, for some perspective, keep going after I say this, Dorian, but, like, he had – he was 14th in career rushing yards and third in career rushing touchdowns. How could that guy not be in your top 15, especially with not having the same kind of, like, carry load and role that some of the other guys on that list have? And not to mention, he had about 115 starts total out of a, out of a total 145 games. That is true. I won't, I won't deny that. You know, I, I'm looking more at, like – you know, yes, he had a long career. Yes, he's like up there in those lists, but that doesn't like that doesn't mean he's not overrated, in my opinion. You know, there's other stats that I could bring up, like I've mentioned before, that can back up my reasoning for why for why he's overrated. I know a lot of people are going to disagree with it, but that that's just how I see. It. I don't think he's. I don't. I don't think he's. You know, now that I was thinking about it, I would put him in like if there's a section, like the middle section. Like he's not overrated or underrated. He's like he's like rated. Like if that's even like a thing, he's just like he's just like there. Like he's not really like in a special category. But you know, going off of uh, more running backs, uh, one guy that I think you guys will also agree with here that I put in my very extremely extremely overrated list is Peyton Hillis, the Cleveland running backs. He is so overrated. He had one good year where Cleveland fans loved him and just voted him on the Madden cover, and they just fell off the face of the earth. Wait, does anyone actually think that Peyton Hills is good, though? Like, I think people have to I don't think know, that, but he's people, still people overrated. Have think, people have to think that you're good to be overrated. Like, people <laughs> have to rate you highly. Like, I mean, I, I don't think that people – I don't think there's anyone that's like, yo, Peyton Hillis is the truth, man. Peyton Hillis <laughs> top mean, 20 running back of all time. Cleveland that one season, you know, that, that you, you could get them to say that. Yeah, yeah like Cleveland fans will say that. Yeah, Brown fans will be like, you know, like Peyton Hillis, awesome. 
You know, he was on Madden cover. He was a beast. But he had one good season. He He's just, like, a complete bust. Like, it's just like he's he's like not even in the category of overrated. He's like he's like all the way up to the like far like that side of my room. Like he's like chilling over there by himself, sitting in like a circle of his imaginary friends. Like oh, you know, I had that one good season. I'm extremely overrated, but everyone still loves me. But like, here's the thing that I've got to say. Right, he wasn't a high draft pick. He wasn't known going into the season. And he kind of just faded out going out of the season. So you can't say he's a bust because they didn't really invest any assets. Oh, yeah. No. And and you also, like, you couldn't really make the argument that he's overrated because I don't know, I, besides maybe some, like, deranged Browns fans who are a complete <laughs> minority in NFL fandom, like, is there anyone that actually thinks that he's that good? I mean, it's kind of, like, that season reminds me a little bit of another Browns guy, you know, Gary Barnage. Do you guys remember Gary Yeah, Barnage? the he butt a, catch. He had, the butt he had catch. a dirty season. He had a butt catch in that season. And then he kind of fell off the face of the earth after that season. Uh, but, like, I don't think that you'd say that he's overrated because no one really thinks he's – I don't know. I no mean, to be fair, good. a lot a lot of Browns players have, like, one really good season and then fall off the face of the earth. Yeah, yeah I was, was going to say, he, he's a Cleveland player. I mean, there's not much you can say, especially from that, from that point in Cleveland. Now it, it might be something different because all these guys are starting to come up. You know, management is starting to do a little bit better, but – he was a Cleveland player at the end of the day. I yeah, I mean, all, all Cleveland players. Sorry, uh, sorry, Browns players, you guys are listening to this, but not, not current ones, but past ones. Like, we're, we're sorry that you had to spend your, uh, your career with the Browns outside of Joe Thomas because he had an incredible career. But, you know, majority of you guys kind of suffered, which uh, really stinks. Uh, who, I wanna, who else do you guys, like, have on your list? I need, I need to hear you guys have on the overrated list. My overrated list? All right. I mean, Ryan, you're going to hate me for this, but Eli Manning is on there. You know what? I could understand why you would, like, put him on there. Yeah, I mean, yes, he has the two Super Bowls, but those are also due to two of the luckiest catches. And he's admitted it. He went on Undisputed and said, especially the helmet catch to David Tyree, he admitted that it was probably the luckiest throw of his career. I mean, yeah, you're, you're not wrong. I mean, the man's thrown a ton of picks. He's had – I'm pretty sure they've had more losing seasons than winning seasons when he played. And you know, he's not – he wasn't like – it's really just because of the longevity of his career, like with Marcus Allen. You know, Eli Manning was never, like, up there in, like, the elite, like, quarterback range. Like, I would never – maybe outside of, like, one or two seasons, I wouldn't have put Eli Manning in my top ten current quarterbacks. I don't think he was ever really there. It was mostly his supporting cast that really helped him. So, I mean, I, I'm going to agree with you on this. I think, you know, overrated is definitely a fair assessment for him because, I mean, I had Marcus Allen on there, and, like, it's pretty much, like, the same exact concept, I feel like, you know? Yeah, I don't necessarily disagree with you guys, but I do want to push back on one sense is that, like, as a quarterback, one of your main jobs for the team is really just to show up and be there for the team constantly because any starting co- – like, yeah, Eli Manning wasn't really top 10 in any, like, specific points of his career – but he was much better than a replacement-level quarterback. And any quarterback that gets injured, you have to put a replacement quarterback out there. Eli Manning started a ridiculous amount of games in a row. Like, the Giants could always depend on Eli Manning being out there. They always knew they had at least an average quarterback that could play on the field every single game that they had. And there's definitely there's something to be, safe, to be said for that, like, throughout the regular season and throughout the playoffs. 
because they knew they could build around him. They knew that they already had a reliable piece of the most important position. So I wouldn't necessarily disagree, like, in terms of quarterback talent. Like, no, he's not amazing in terms of quarterback talent. But <laughs> in terms of, like, just being there, you know, in terms of actually, like, doing his job, he's, he's really one of the best. I mean, I wouldn't really – I'd hesitate to say that he's overrated. I would say that he's about rated in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, in in no way am I calling Eli Manning a scrub, despite everything I might have said in, in you know fits of anger being a Cowboys fan. But you know, I Eli to me has always just been a guy that, especially especially in the area we're in, people are like, oh, Eli's amazing. I'm like, not really, not not too much. Eli's thrown for 30 touchdowns, I think, twice in his career. NBA mm-hmm. mo- most quarterbacks probably won't throw for 30 touchdowns, but he also had several seasons where his picks were almost the exact same as his touchdowns. Like that's, that's not great. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, as a Giants fan, I uh, would, I would have very uh, weekly anger management session because of Eli Manning. He really, you know, his favorite wide receiver was the ground. The little fun fact right there. You know, I remember watching or the, or the line, you know, it was just like, I would, I'd be watching the Giants, and I see this man, Eli Manning, rolling out of the pocket. He's like, he's like looking for the receiver, and then he just throws it at the ground. And I'm like, what, what are you doing? Like, why are you throwing it at – I get you don't want to get sacked. And like, yeah, that's smart. But, like, at least, like, maybe try something or, like, throw it out of bounds. You just look like, a, you look like an idiot just, just throwing it at the ground, you know? Yeah. I got to bring it back. Like, something that – like, you guys were talking about how, like, in our area, especially Dorian was talking about this, how in our area a lot of people hype up Eli Manning. Another thing that happens in our area, I don't know if this is actually like countrywide or if this is just in like the tri-state area where we are, but like people absolutely like dismantle Tony Romo for no reason. I think Tony <laughs> Romo is like, he makes my underrated list here. He absolutely does make my underrated list because he had multiple seasons where he threw in the mid thirties for touchdowns. He was one of the best interception avoiders, despite his reputation of actually like he has a reputation of throwing picks for some reason, even though he's one of the best at avoiding them, in my opinion. And he actually put up a lot of yards per season. He was another guy who was pretty reliable. He got injured a couple times, but another guy who was generally pretty reliable. Uh, and yeah, he made he was a good decision maker at quarterback. Solid game manager when there were pieces around him. Uh, I don't think he's a great quarterback all time wise, but I do think that he gets really hated on for no reason. Well, I mean, his reputation for throwing picks comes from throwing picks at the worst possible time. That's fair. I mean, I mean, we we all know the Seattle game where he fumbled, which yeah. you know I'm I'm not gonna comment too much on. That. <laughs> but I mean, like the if you think back to the Denver Broncos game back in 2013, him and Peyton Manning were dueling it out. Tony Romo, I think, had over 500 yards passing, and then they're driving to win the game at the end to win at the end of the game, and he throws a pick, and my heart sank, and I was like, Tony, why? <laughs> And I mean, he, he just has <laughs> he just has that type of reputation. Uh, he's de- he's definitely on my underrated list too because you know just just being a Cowboys fan, I had to deal with a lot go- like trying to defend him when there were certain times I couldn't. But also, you know, he he wasn't a terrible quarterback. Nate pulled up the stats, but also people forget Tony Romo was low key a magician. Like the mm-hmm. plays he would pull off. I don't know if you guys remember the J.J. Watt play. Yep. Like he. Broke broke out of a sack from JJ Watt and threw a touchdown to Terrence Williams down the field. Like that was amazing. Ah, uh, good old Terrence Williams, man. Good old <laughs> Terrence Williams. I don't want to talk about it, <laughs> <laughs> man. You know, 
as a Giants fan, I have like the utmost respect for Tony Romo. I've never been a Tony Romo hater myself. I he's a great quarterback. Really, like no, like I agree with you guys completely. He's very underrated. It's really just because he never had the accolades, and obviously, like uh, you guys mentioned, throwing picks in like the worst possible time really hurt his legacy. But you know, in terms of like statistics and talent wise, he is one hundred percent. If we were to rank like, if we were to do like top 15 quarterbacks for all time or like top 20 he's definitely on my list no doubt about that he was extreme he was good like i like basically all i'm trying to say is i agree with you guys but uh going back to overrated guys i have another quarterback uh from the cowboys on my overrated list i have uh troy aikman on my overrated list i really think troy i don't think troy aikman was all that good honestly like i i'm not even gonna pull up stats i just don't think he was like really all of that he was i feel like tony romo is better what's better than him like talent wise and statistic wise like Troy Aikman just has the accolades you know yeah I I actually I'm gonna jump on and agree with you there Troy Aikman uh had a lot of weapons I can see Dorian Chicken's head right now <laughs> but I gotta say Troy Aikman he had a lot of weapons on those yeah. offenses that he played on lots of weapons he did not have great ratios at all in terms of touchdowns and interceptions first season nine to eighteen Second season, 11 to 18. Third season, 11 to 10. Fourth season, 23 to 14. Then he had a pretty solid season. Then 13 to 12. Then in like 16 to 7, which is pretty good. And then 12 to 13. Like his touchdown and interception ratio was atrocious. His last year that he played in, he had 1,632 yards, seven touchdowns, and 14 picks. I mean, like the guy just honestly wasn't great. In terms of quarterbacks, didn't have the longest career either. Uh, he was not super reliable. He had a lot of seasons where he didn't play the full season. Uh, and I think that he's gotten a lot of, I guess you could say he's gotten a lot of respect, a lot of clout because of his standing as kind of like a public figure uh, after his playing career and even during his playing career uh, and because of how well he played on the biggest stages. But I still think that as an overall quarterback, he's definitely a little bit overrated. I mean, you, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not going to I'm not going to deny that there's a little bias in my answer. But I mean, Troy, you don't win three Super Bowls by accident. You know what I mean? Like that. That's that's impressive. Yes, he had the weapons. So you could him. wait, 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 Dorian. I have to I have to just say something real quick. So you can you can win two by accident, but you can't win three by accident. Correct. Because you said that Eli Manning got really lucky. True. So, you, true. so in your so in your opinion, you can win. You can win two Super Bowls by accident, but three. Yeah. No, nah, that's a no go. Yeah. yeah no, nah, we, we're you can only <laughs> win even numbers by accident. You can't win odd numbers by accident. <laughs> oh, so Tom Brady won six by accident. Yeah, right. uh, he doesn't agree. deserve any of them. <laughs> see, see, see now, nah, I have a whole other argument for Tom Brady, but you know that that that's another that's another <laughs> topic for another day. But no, no. But going going to Eli Manning, I he had two of the luckiest catches, but he did he he had to make make those impressive plays. He's just you know just overrated. But on Troy Aikman, <laughs> yeah, yes, he had he had the team around him, but the era he played in also didn't ask for quarterback to throw the ball that much. I mean, you you look at guys that we no, consider, that's fair. We look at guys that we consider to be some of the greatest of all time, like John Elway. John Elway didn't start winning Super Bowls until they got Terrell Davis in the backfield. Now, yes, he had other weapons around him, like Shannon Sharp. We look at uh, Rod Smith and Ed McCaffrey, but you know that that was just the era that that called for it. You you look at when we think about the era Troy Aikman played in. That's the era we think of most of the running backs coming from. We think Barry Sanders, Eric Dickerson, Emmitt Smith. So that that's just the type of era that he played in. I don't think 
you can you can fault him too much for that. Now, obviously, the touchdown interception ratio isn't impressive at all. Like I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, mm-hmm. but it's it's just what what was called for in the era. You know what? What you like? Yes, you said like back then in the era, like quarterbacks didn't throw a lot. That even like that boosts our point even more because we're saying like people shouldn't be ranking Troy Aikman in their top like 10, 15 lists because in that era, quarterbacks weren't like premier like players, like what you're trying to say. They wouldn't throw, they didn't have the stats. And if we're going based off like stats and saying like not, not in terms of accolades that like they're overrated, then we, I just have to put Troy Aikman in that list because like same thing for Eli Manning. Like you could say the same. He didn't have really a bunch of weapons when he when he won those Super Bowls. He had some weapons, but not a ton. Troy Aikman had, like, all the weapons to support himself. Like, you could say the same for Jimmy Garoppolo as well, who's the biggest name I have on my overrated <laughs> list, and I know you all agree, Jimmy Garoppolo on a huge billboard of saying overrated. But, you could like, he has the weapons around him. He doesn't have those stats. He's basically a modernized Troy Aikman. Like, he's extremely overrated. He has the weapons. They have a great, like, coaching staff. They, I don't know if that Cowboys team had a great defense when Aikman uh, won the Super Bowl. They did. So, oh, you yeah. could, it's, it's literally like a, per, that's like a perfect comparison then. Like, it's literally Troy Aikman and Jimmy Garoppolo are like, it's like Troy Aikman is the one. Like, say you go to a party, right? You got, you got the, old, the old, like, people dancing it up to, like, the old throwback song. And you got, but it's not good dancing, like, at all. And you got Jimmy Garoppolo doing, like, the whoa, like, a hundred times to, like, <laughs> watch me whip, watch me nay-nay. Like, it's just not good. And it's just overrated and out and, like, not just not good at all. That's basically, like, what it is, you know? It's basically, like, Jimmy Garoppolo and Troy Aikman are basically, like, brothers, pretty much, just in different eras. All right, well, I got to say one thing. Actually, a couple things, but I I like your comparison between Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> and Trey. I think that it actually it does make a lot of sense. You know, they're two guys who they have a lot of charisma. That's something that's kind of like an, uh, an underappreciated aspect of that comparison too. Is they're both really really good with the media. They're really good with the press. They're really good with the fans. People like them. You know, like it's even though we talk a lot of trash about Jimmy Garoppolo on the show, he's a really like. From all accounts, he's a very mm-hmm. likable guy, really good locker room presence to have. Same thing with Troy Aikman. You know, he does media stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy Garoppolo did the same thing when he retires, you know. Um, but I would say that Jimmy Garoppolo is only in his, like, what, like his second, oh, yeah. third that's, season ever starting any games. So, like, it's kind of ridiculous to call him overrated at this point, you know. Like, yeah. to put him in that same category as a guy who's already played out his whole career – like the guy's only what like in his like mid twenties. I think only played a Garoppolo's seasons. no, I think Garoppolo's late twenties because he was the backup for a little bit too. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I, I see you're doing a fact check. Dory, what do you have to say about all this, man? I'm with you on Jimmy Garoppolo, man. I I really can't argue. He he's he was one of the really big names on my list, being that I mean you you look at the contract he got, and he had only started like what four games or three games and got hurt in the third one. So he couldn't even play the fourth. And I mean, yeah. Okay. He had what he had like two Super Bowl rings. He didn't play in either of those Super Bowls. Like, I don't, I don't understand what the hype was about him. Like I, I remember getting into fantasy football in his first season, I was playing with someone and they drafted Jimmy Garoppolo with like their third or fourth overall pick over guys like Russell Wilson. And I was like, what are you doing? He was like, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's going to do work. And I was like, no, he's not. Like rookie head, coach, rookie head coach. Uh, like, 
coach had just like lost the Super Bowl or whatever. I, I think like the year or two before, like it it was it was just it was it was bad. Ryan, I think we're losing you a little bit. Yeah, I'm losing him. Yeah. All right. So uh, anyway, I'm gonna move on to someone who uh, I've got on my list. Uh, actually, a guy who plays uh, he plays linebacker, and uh, I think that I think that he's not so much underrated, but people forget about him a lot. People just like look right over him on the list, and if you bring him up, then people are like, "Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. He should be on the list." But they forget about him a lot because he was a little bit of an understated player. He didn't play for so long. But Patrick Willis was one of the most dominating forces ever to play the game at any position. Like, if you watch the guy play, he could dictate the course of a game from middle linebacker. Like, no one else could at the time. Like, he was was honestly better than Luke Keekley before Luke Keekley. Like, Luke Keekley probably modeled a lot of his game off what Patrick Willis was doing, you know? Uh, absolute monster. It's a shame that his career did end a little bit early, but uh, I still think that he he makes the underrated list for me. Patrick Willis is a name. I de- I definitely forgot to put him on my list. He was yeah. uh, I remember that Super Bowl. He was insane, like and throughout the entire playoff run. Uh, Pat Patrick Willis is definitely a name. Not not a lot of people remember. Yeah, it it's it's really it's really crazy. Like. When you, when you think about that 49ers team, you may think Colin Kaepernick, Torrey Smith, guys like that. But that defense was definitely an underrated part of that team. Yeah, don't forget about another guy that's actually on my underrated list, Anquan Bolden. Anquan, Anquan Bolden. Bolden is one of the best receivers ever. He would he makes my top 20 list, Anquan Bolden. And, it, like, people don't expect it, but he put up yards pretty much every season. He had a, a ton of catches every season. He was one of the most reliable receivers in, term, in terms of, like, not dropping the ball. Uh, but he just wasn't really showy like a lot of the other receivers are. He wasn't really like a huge presence outside of the football field, so he doesn't really get quite as much respect as some of those other guys do. Yo, can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Now. All right, good. All right. I'm not on the best computer right now, so I watched you guys for a little bit, <laughs> but I know you guys went to underrated, so I'm going to say a guy that I have, I think you guys will agree with, is uh, Marquise Colston is a guy on my underrated list. I think he's really not talked about in like, top like 20 wide receivers of all time like or 25 like I think he really at least deserves an honorable mention in like those at least like just notable like he's a notable receiver that people just don't really like think about I really don't know why yeah yeah Yeah, I would you can go ahead you go ahead I mean when when I think when I think about it for specifically when I started watching football Marquise Colston was kind of – he was that older receiver that not that many people think of. I think of guys like Roddy White and um, – dang, who, who was the receiver in Houston? It was uh, – Andre Johnson. Andre Johnson, yeah. It was like those three guys who were, were, the old, were the older receivers in the league. They were kind of older and slower, whereas we had – whereas Julio started getting into the league, started getting on his stride. DeAndre Hopkins was drafted a couple of years after – so I I definitely think that that's part of the reason why he's not mentioned in like the top twenty five because of the, he played in he played in between T O and this new era of receivers which is insane. Yeah, I mean I gotta I I'm totally agreeing with you there. Like that era of receivers definitely doesn't get quite as much respect as they deserve. Uh, another guy that I put on there would be like Reggie Wayne was around that era mm-hmm. too. Um, but you talk about Roddy White a little bit. Roddy White. 
still has more career receptions than Julio Jones. And obviously Julio Jones is going to pass him. But, like, considering the amount of, like, the body of work that Julio Jones has put into this point, it's pretty impressive that Roddy White actually is still ahead of him, um, like, career-wise. Uh, and to, to bring it back to, like, the kind of guys that you were talking about, like Marcus Colson, uh, they're just, like I said before, wide receiver is a position that's really dominated by guys who generally, guys who are more outspoken, more yeah. flashy, more showy, guys who like to mess around with the media a lot. Like, you think of a guy like T.O., definitely comes to mind you know a guy like Odell Beckham comes to mind instantly Des Bryant Bryant, yeah those guys Michael Thomas recently (laughs) I mean like those guys he's getting his Twitter beef all over the place but like those kind of guys those are the guys that generally dominate that position and they get a lot more of the headlines and there's not as much like there's not as much like airspace for those less like for those more understated guys uh you know obviously he gets a lot of respect but Calvin Johnson was like that Right now, DeAndre Hopkins is a guy like that that gets a lot of respect. But uh, in that era that you're talking about, those guys really weren't they, – they weren't talked about enough. Yeah, no, nah, they definitely weren't. And, I mean, you brought up the, like, Odell Beckham and some of these guys getting into beef. On my overrated list, I actually have a guy who went up against Odell Beckham, and I think you're going to agree. I Josh got him on my list. I know who you're saying. I know who Josh you're about to say. Norman. I hate that man so much. <laughs> he is – the most overrated cornerback ever to play the game. He is not good. He is absolutely terrible. He had that one season because the Panthers were like 15-1 because of, the, because of Cam Newton, not because of Josh Frick and Norman. It, he, he was just not good. He just It looked good because that whole defense was good. So, like, that's just – I just hate Josh Norman. I'm sorry. Continue, Dorian. <laughs> Josh, Nor- Josh Norman is one of those guys who, you know, you either, you either love him or you hate him, and I'm pretty sure – a good, a good amount of people hate him right now, but I mean, he's he's one of those guys who speaks his mind. He he's not he's not afraid to go up against anybody. You saw that against Odell Beckham. He's definitely one of the greatest trash talkers in the game right now. And I mean, he's he's just you know Ryan, Ryan mentioned it. He had the one good season in back in 2015 with the Panthers, and then decided to hold out because he thought he was one of the best or the best corner in the league, which frankly he wasn't. Josh Norman is. An extremely physical corner, but I I remember against the Cowboys this year. (laughs) I remember against the Cowboys this year, he got toasted by Devin Smith, a guy who was kind of a journeyman receiver. And all all season he was he was kind of getting toasted. It it got to the point where the Redskins just benched him. Like he he just he wasn't good. He Yeah. He's a bum. Josh Norman Josh Norman is about scheme fit. I think that he's overrated as well because but it's not because of that's not because he's a bad player it's because of the perception around the league and the perception among fans is that Josh Norman like at the time was that Josh Norman is one of the best cornerbacks in the league all around just one of the best right and that's what he advertised to people too so it's I don't blame them for thinking that but it was pretty evident all along that he was just a very very good zone corner he was really really good at playing the zone that's what he did. That's what he did all the time in Carolina. He never played man in Carolina. Never. And when he got traded, he was expected, he was paid and he was expected to play like a man cover corner, which is not who he was. So obviously in order to be a top, like an upper echelon player at corner, you do have to be able to shadow guys. You have to be able to play man to man. You have to be able to press a little bit better than Josh Norman could. Uh, so I agree with you guys. I would say that he's definitely, he's, he's definitely a little bit overrated. He's but, a bum. 
yeah, but you talked about reasons, Ryan, why the Carolina team was good and why they were 15 to one. You mentioned Cam Newton. I totally agree with that. But you also mentioned that defense. The key contributor on that defense that gets way overlooked all the time is Thomas Davis. Thomas Davis mm-hmm. is definitely on my underrated list mm-hmm. because he just produ- all he did was just produce, produce, produce every single year, game in, game out, every single game. He was one of the most reliable linebackers there was, great in coverage, pretty solid against the run too, like really good against the run. Uh, and he didn't age very quickly at all. Like He had some pretty good seasons late in his career too. So uh, definitely Thomas Davis is someone who makes my underrated list. Yeah, Tom, Thomas Davis is definitely an underrated linebacker. You know, he had a couple injury concerns, like, towards the beginning of his career. But then, you know, he, he just took off in Carolina. And, you know, he, he he's definitely been one of the better linebackers within the last five, six years, when I really think about it, in terms of linebackers that I watch. You remember that it was just, like, gruesome injury that he had, I think, the year they were playing in the Super Bowl when, like, I saw pictures of, like, his arm or something. It was, like, disgusting, and he yeah. still played. Like, it's just, like, he, not, like, eye-popping stats, I know, for Tom Davis, but production-wise, like, and the injuries that he's fought through is, like, that really warrants him to be on all of our underrated lists. You know, we all pretty much have a uh, general agreement here that he deserves to be on the underrated list. Ryan, Ryan, are your eyes okay? Yeah, why? Because you keep on saying they're popping. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> just enough. But uh, another guy I have on my – or two other guys I have on my underrated list is uh, one is Cam Hayward, the uh, defensive end on the Steelers. He is not talked about really or really thought about outside of Steelers fan as like a top five defensive end in the league. And the stats that he has, like, I know aren't eye-popping, but his production level, again, it's, incre- he's, it's incredible. He should be on people's, like, top five defensive events. He's going to get paid when he's a free agent. That man, don't be surprised if that man gets, like, Aaron Donald money. Like, he is going to get paid. I don't know if it's going to be the Steelers, but he will get that contract. And I don't know if he necessarily deserves that large amount of money. But he is a top top five, if not top seven defensive end in the league. I yeah, I think he's slightly underrated, but I don't think it's that much. I think that he's pretty accurately rated, to be honest. Uh, you know, you look at the top one hundred list from the last few years. I'm pretty sure he made the top one hundred list four years in a row, uh, and I'm pretty sure that's based on like other players' perception of him. Uh, I don't know if fan vote plays into that at all, but he's made the Pro Bowl too. Uh, I I just I think that he's. I think a lot of people say he's underrated, but enough people say that he's underrated for him to actually be pretty accurately rated because everyone thinks that he's just underrated. Yeah, I mean, he's def- I, I definitely agree with you that he's one, of the, he's one of the better pass rushers in the league. But, I mean, you look at his numbers. With, since 2015, seven sacks, three sacks, 12 sacks, eight sacks, nine sacks. Uh, tackles, he had... 80, 83 combined in 2019, 51 in 2018. So I mean, he's is 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 not that I'm saying like he's bad, but you know he's kind of he's just kind of one of those pass rushers that goes ahead, gets his numbers, and you know, just just calls it a day. I mean, yeah, like you guys make fair points. Like if we're gonna say a guy's underrated enough, he's gonna start to become like you know not underrated. So that's definitely fair right there. But uh, another guy I had on my underrated list is uh, Michael Bennett. I think I think Michael Bennett 
is a very underrated and overlooked defensive end. When you think of that Legion of Boom defense, I feel like Michael Bennett is like one of the one of the last names that really comes to comes to our minds when thinking of the Legion of Boom. I don't know if you guys would agree. I'm gonna disagree on that one. Okay, uh, like pretty pretty strongly. I think that Michael Bennett. I mean, he he definitely produced, but he produced on defenses that were already elite outside of him. Like he got added to an Eagles defense that was already above average to elite. Uh, and he made them better, obviously, but, like, he wasn't anything that was, like, a standalone kind of force. Uh, on that Seattle defense, I mean, they had everyone you could possibly imagine else on the defense. Like, for pass rushing, they already had Bruce Irvin on that defense. They already had, like, Cliff Averill. Those guys were producing big time, uh, and they were also being aided a lot by the spectacular coverage just across the board from Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, Richard Sherman, uh, Byron Maxwell even was playing really well that season. Uh, Bobby Wagner, best middle linebacker in the league. Uh, KJ Wright, who's one of the best cover linebackers in the entire league, too. Uh, I, I get that. I get what you're saying about him being one of the last guys that you think of on that defense. But I think that in terms of rankings, I would rank him actually towards the bottom of that defense because they just had so many other star contributors there. Uh, and also, I think we have to take into account a little bit of his locker room impact. There's been Reports from around the league constantly that like he's not necessarily the best to have in the locker room. Uh, I obviously, obviously, I have no experience with that. I can't confirm that. I can't deny that. But that's just what I've heard. And uh, yeah, I would have to, I would have to say that based on that, and combined with the fact that he played with already elite defenses, I would not say that he's really an underrated kind of guy. They can neither confirm nor deny. Just putting cannot, that out there. Cannot confirm nor deny. Indeed. I mean. I'm I'm kind of torn between this one because I I kind of agree with both of you guys. You know he he is one of the last names that you think of, but that for, that that's for a good reason. You think of guys Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, Richard Sherman, Byron Maxwell. You think of all those guys. Then you got Bobby Wagner, Cliff Averill, and then you get down to him. So I mean he is one of the last names, but it's for good reason. But watching him on the Cowboys this year, he was definitely a he he was a he was a good player. He definitely came up came and added. I mean, we we had troubles with with the pass rush at certain times this season, and a lot of times he he was the guy who came in and got the sack. So I mean, I'm kind I'm kind of torn with this one. I think he's I don't I think he's kind of in between, and that I mean he's he's not the greatest, but he's also not the worst in terms of being overrated or underrated. You know, I mean. That's fair. I I mostly had him as my as an underrated player just because I feel like he was he was a great like defensive end. I just feel like people don't really like think of him that much. And like you guys said, when you think of the Legion of Boom, that pretty much proves my point. He's underrated because when we think of the Legion of Boom, we don't think of him being a part of the Legion of Boom when pretty much everyone on that defense played their equal role in the Legion of Boom. You know what I'm saying? Like Michael Bennett was a key pass rusher for that team. So was Bruce Irvin. And then they also had that that extremely talented secondary, extremely talented linebacker core. It's just like, he's just not a guy that a lot of us think about coming to the Legion of Boom is all I'm really trying to say, you know? And that's why I really think he is a underrated defensive end that, you know, he had a great career, in my opinion, as well. So I just feel like people don't really think about him a ton. Yeah, I mean, yeah. his repu- I think his reputation was hurt also because he's so outspoken on a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. That I think I think that's why pe- people kind of shoved him to the, kind of to the bottom of that list. 
Yeah, definitely. I think that's definitely a part of it. Uh, I think it's a lot of public perception kind of thing. Cause like you said, he was very out there on a lot of issues. Uh, but yeah, that, that's definitely some of it. He made it, he made himself very public. Uh, and there's definitely, I, I totally agree with you, Ryan. There, there's a case to be made that he's underrated. I personally disagree, but, uh, I definitely, I understand what you're saying. I understand where you're coming from, you know? Yeah, I get you. I get you. Uh, do you guys have anyone else that you want to, you want to mention as over underrated? Yeah, I just had someone, and I totally forgot who it was. So, uh, Dorian, if you if you if you could get get in over here, and then I'll, I'll try to think of who who I had on my list. Uh, a guy that I would say is somewhat underrated would be Tiki Barber. I know Ryan, you do you Ooh. want to say anything about that one? Man, people really forget about Tiki Barber. Man, it's crazy. He was he was a beast. He oh, he yeah. he was a beast. Oh yeah. He was, he was a guy that I'm sure all three of us grew up watching, you know, e- even though I hate the Giants with all my heart and soul, <laughs> you know, T- Tiki Barber was always a guy that I enjoyed watching. He he was he was definitely a great running back. He was a freaking monster. He and was. People forget about him. I don't know why. He holds 22 of the Giants rushing records. Like that. You, wow. Again, you can't do that by accident. Like that. Yeah. You, ha- you have to be pretty damn good to be able to hold all those records well i mean Peyton hillis did it by accident i'm sure i'm sure he's got i'm sure he's got some like weird rushing records for the browns or something eh, potentially i don't yeah, know maybe. he definitely did it by accident though just saying yeah well, I mean, cleveland hyped him up they had they had uh, they had hope for a little bit yeah that's that's like every year yeah you can't can't give cleveland fans hope you know, that's it. You really can't. So I, yeah. I feel so bad for him. Uh, Nate, did you find that guy that you were trying to find? No, I didn't. I'm just going to kind of let it slip, you know. Uh, right. I, I've accepted I've accepted the reality that someone went into my head. That was a really good idea. Uh, someone who is pretty underrated, uh, and I, I lost it. So if, if I if – Is the underrated player uh, Carlos the owl plant? Yes, of course, you know. Let uh, me see it. Let me guest see appearance. Him. Carlos okay. guest appearance. Hey, go love all love for my man Carlos Alloplant. But uh, I'm gonna wrap this one up for uh, today. I had a fun time talking with you guys about the uh, over and underrated players. You know, definitely a lot of similar thoughts on this uh, episode, but a lot of a lot of different ones as well. Uh, Nate, you guys, anything else you want to say before we wrap this one up? Uh, not much. I just, uh, I hope that everyone has a good day. You know, I hope that hope that everyone uh, tries to improve their memory. That's definitely something that I have to do. You know, do some like brain games or something. Uh, so that I don't forget the player that I was going to say in the middle of the episode. Uh, but yeah, this is why you got to stay in school, guys. Uh, this is why you got to uh, keep on grinding, keep on improving yourself. And yeah, that's, that's all I got to say. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, Dory, you got to say, you want to say anything else before we sign off? Uh, you know, just same thing. I hope you guys have a great day. Hope you guys enjoy listening to this one. This was definitely a fun episode and Eli Manning is overrated and Tony Romo's underrated. That's it. Oh, my gosh. All right. That's enough there of the bias. Uh, you know, everyone, you know, basically what we're saying is uh, stay in school and uh, Eli Manning's better than Tony Romo. But uh, that's it for today, everyone. I hope everyone enjoyed listening. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at QF underscore Nate and Ryan and on Twitter at QF underscore NNR. And we have a YouTube channel now. Uh, Nate, if you could educate the listeners on that username because I do not know it off the top of my head. Well, this is going to be posted on YouTube, uh, so I don't think we really need to do that. But uh, links down in the description, you already know. Uh, definitely drop a like, uh, drop a comment, subscribe to the channel, you know. Uh, subscribers really help. 
likes really help too, I think. I'm not too familiar with the YouTube algorithm. I don't know how many people are familiar with the YouTube algorithm. But uh, anyway, you could help out if you enjoyed the video. Definitely go do that. Yeah, definitely, man. 100% right there. Make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe. And also make sure you subscribe on Apple. Follow us on Spotify and uh, listen to our show. You know, all support is uh, very, very appreciated by all three of us. You know, we love, we love all you guys, everyone who listens. And that'll be it for today. So I hope everyone enjoyed listening. And we'll see you guys next time. Are you an athlete who has big aspirations but struggling to keep an intense and persistent workout routine? Well, look no further. TurfWorkout.com brings the intensity that is designed for increasing footwork, explosivity, transitional running, strength, speed, and core all to you virtually. Designed by Dale Greenwald, CSCS strength and conditioning specialist who has trained athletes at the pro, college, and high school levels, TurfWorkout.com brings you weekly workout plans sent each week to guide athletes at all levels with each video being demonstrated by a Division One athlete. For the low price of $20, you can start your first workout with Turf and for an additional $10, receive weekly workouts designed by Coach Greenwald himself. So if you're an athlete in need of a consistent and intense workout to improve your game during these difficult times, you must check out TurfWorkout.com.